things. She's a legend. I can't wait to meet her someday, Coach. I had to straighten her out this week with relief syndrome, too. You know, I, I wake up on Sunday morning, <laughs> and she looks at me and says, man, it's going to be hard playing at Auburn. I said, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? we got to play Kentucky this week. And we got Chattanooga the next week. I will worry about that when we get to that. Oh. I said, what do you think about that? I said, you got relief syndrome like everybody else. It's pervasive. <laughs> the fans have it. Everybody has it. We can't have it. Ah, oh, that's amazing. What's he called? What do he say? Relief syndrome? Is that what he said? I he like cut out a bit. Let's uh, just let's just go with that until proven yeah. otherwise. Well, uh, that's that's good stuff. Keep your eye on the prize. Stay focused at uh, the job at hand. And this week, it's Kentucky. Same thing for Oklahoma. I mean, I know that you can get uh, caught up in what everyone else is doing and what what the math says about making the Big 12 championship and, and all of these other things. Right. You just got to win the one in front of you. Right? That's the most important thing for Oklahoma right now after dropping two straight. Yeah, I guess Quinn Ewers is coming back for the TCU game this week. Texas still going to lose again at some point? Uh, yeah, I think so. This weekend Maybe or not. at Iowa State I, or at Tech I think at home? If they fart around with TCU, they could lose that game. Oh well, I I mean, what what, what have they done? I guess they um, they hammered BYU. That game got out of hand pretty quick. I, I feel like, mm-hmm. but should have lost to K State. I mean, the right call is made at Houston, and that game probably goes to overtime, right? I mean, so it's not like they've. It's not like they've necessarily been perfect after the game in Dallas either. Now, give them credit. They're 3-0 and versus 1-2, and but they've had their own struggles too since that game. Right. Well, um, yeah, and, you know, whenever you see TCU, you, you look at their record and, you know, they've been really up and down, but they can throw the football around the yard now and – they can air it out, and I think defensively against the pass, they've been really good. Now, Texas is is starting to become a run first team. They've they've kind of found their bread and butter. It feels like with Brooks. So, um, I mean, but with how dangerous TCU is in the passing game, if you know, if if you have a couple that get behind you, you can find yourself in way more of a football game than you intended to be in. So. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I, I still think Iowa State, because that game's on the road, right? I still think Iowa State is probably their most dangerous game as you look at it. But, you know, it, it's kind of one of those things where who knows? On any given week right now in this conference, you know, something wild can happen anywhere. So When we're in Provo, um, if it doesn't happen this week, we'll be scoreboard watching. KU against K State at home, and then um, yeah, Tech at uh, excuse me, Texas at Iowa State that that Saturday. Mm-hmm. That could be a big one. So this is a as much as we've been talking about officiating this week, and, and really like what for the past three seasons now. This is a headline on um, Orange Bloods, the uh, Texas rival site. The relationship between Big Twelve refs and the Texas Longhorns will soon come to an end. It's a divorce that can't come soon enough for some Texas fans. You know things are bad when even the coach speaks out. 
And so the quote that this guy uses in the article says, I don't necessarily complain, said Sark, but what I do every week is I send him plays that I think there should have been a call or could this have been called or why wasn't this called? And it sounds like he does that damn near every single week in the in Big yeah. 12 play. Yeah, and Venables does the same thing. Um, you know, you, you usually submit those and you get some type of explanation back as to why it was or wasn't or – you know, whatever, and oftentimes it's it's a mistake. Yeah, we missed it and and everything. Did you see that? Long thread on Twitter? Yeah. Yeah. What was it essentially saying that the officials were out of position was, was the biggest issue, or at least one? Well, yeah. I mean, he, he said in there, you know, really the best result would have been three flags thrown at the same time on the play. Um, you know, the one official where it happened directly in front of him, he missed it. He shouldn't have missed it. He should have thrown a flag. But, you know, you didn't have any other fail-safes built in because the other officials didn't work themselves into position to help. Um, so you had the one guy miss it, and since no one else was in a good position, they didn't, you know, kind of pick up the slack and say, yeah, that's pass interference, here's the flag. So, so the said guy it, says not only should there have been a flag, three different officials should have thrown yeah, it. <laughs> he said there should have been three that, flags That does thrown. not make anyone feel better, I'm sure. No. said there should have been three flags thrown, and it will likely be uh, one of the most egregious missed calls of the entire season. <laughs> it doesn't make – yeah. I don't know if that's making anyone feel better. Makes everyone feel worse, unfortunately. Oh, but it didn't affect the game. We don't know. We don't know if they would have scored. We don't. We just don't know what would have happened. Idiot. That's still the dumbest thing I've ever heard anyone say. Well, to to say that a a pass interference call in the end zone where you get the ball first and goal in the two, uh, we don't know if it would have an impact on the game is stupid you out yourself as an unserious person whenever you say something that dumb feels like you think the comment about the play is worse than the actual no call on the play it's the worst part about it it's 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 just the most predictable thing in the world for jim traber to say something that stupid Mm -hmm. to just try and well i don't know take the other side Anyone with a brain, Oklahoma State fan, Oklahoma fan, casual observer, uh, former official like uh, what's the guy's name? Is it Terry McCauley or, or whatever his name is? Uh, anyone can see it. Anyone sees that the, the flag should have been thrown. It's an egregious no call. Uh, does it mean that Oklahoma wins the game if they get that call and they get first and goal from the two-yard line? No. It doesn't mean Oklahoma wins the game. Everyone understands that, but it has a massive or would have had a massive impact on the outcome one way or the other. And if you say anything other than that, like I said, you're an unserious person, should not be taken seriously on anything. This is the uh, finest text I have read this week. Gunny says, was that Traber doing a Macho Man Randy Savage impression? (laughs) 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 That sounded like it, yes. Uh, so good. Had we got that call, Rain would have snapped it to Javante Barnes, who was standing on the sidelines as OU optimist. Yeah. Uh, too soon. 
we we most likely would have lost the game by more because we would have fumbled the snap. Oklahoma State would have scooped and scored for a 95-yard touchdown. But still, it would have had an impact on the game, right? It would have had an impact on the game, yes. Uh, the missed pass interference call, what OSU's putting it away from their own end zone, if that one's called correctly as well. But whatever. Are we, are we ready to move on to but West we Virginia? we don't know. We don't know if it would have impacted the game. We don't know what would have happened. It really does sound like Macho Man Randy Savage. That was a great call, Gunny. <laughs> I'm just picturing you with giant sunglasses on right now. Do you have giant sunglasses on right now while doing that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got you to gotta do that instead of your trademark, yeah, that you do on Fridays and every other day. <laughs> yeah, snap it to the Slim Jim, okay? Uh, okay, the Athletic is picking OU 34, West Virginia 20. That is a uh, slight cover for Saturday. Here, here are some of the scores that we're getting on our Twitter page for Saturday. I think we're ready to move on. Maybe we'll still be talking about the Bedlam game on Saturday during the actual football game. Who knows? Da- Dawson says 35-17 OU. Jimmy says 41-33 OU. Michelle, 38-14 OU. Carl, 45-14 OU. Ralph, 38, or excuse me, 28-14 OU. Bruce, 45-10 OU. Here's a 42-10, 57-24. Dang, we still got some confident people out there. How about that? Yeah. It's like a – I think it's a double down at this point. Uh, I think we're capable of any of those. Uh, I do. Um, especially if we can play well early, um, build a little bit of a lead, and – force West Virginia to, to get out of their game plan a little bit perhaps in the second half and, and have to air the ball out to catch up uh, and you know slow the game down instead of speeding the game up uh, clockwise. So, yeah, I, I, we'll see. And here's the thing. We're capable of blowing out West Virginia. But if we turn the ball over three times, penalize ourselves – uh, in 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 big fashion, we can get beat by West Virginia just like we lost to Kansas and just like we lost to Oklahoma State. I mean, it's, it's as simple as that. If you could tell me what the turnover margin was when the game's over, I could probably tell you what the score is. Zero to zero. Zero, zero? Uh-huh. Uh, I think we win the football game. 31-13. What if OU, 31-13 with no turnovers. What if there's three turnovers by the OU offense, one turnover by the OU defense, but they get two fourth down stops, a terrible pass interference call, a terrible non-pass interference call in the end zone? Uh, what's, what's the score then? Impossible because we don't know <laughs> nah, if those, I was, those uh, I was hoping would have okay. had an impact on the game. Nice job. Impossible to know. Try to throw Impossible. it to the rim and see if you could flush it. You did. <laughs> uh, Greg from well, Lawton says, Teddy, that is the nicest way to call someone a DA I have ever heard in my life. Well, just simple. Anyone that doesn't already, like, can't already see that for themselves is, is behind the, the game a bit, I guess. Uh, it, it will be the first game all year long where it's not going to feel 95 degrees outside. Even that UCF game was uh, yeah. was a scorcher. I think we got a high, is... of, high of 63 degrees okay. on, uh, on Saturday. So it'll probably be in the 50s, right around kickoff, I would guess. Yeah. 
Um, and it's probably going to be – I see that there's a, a low overnight of 41 degrees, so it'll probably be dropping during the, the game as well. You know, since we got a night game, it's going to be – it'll be dark as can be at kickoff, Tyler. How about that? We're going to have a full – Four quarters, maybe even a little pregame yeah. light show. Well, I we're think, getting our money's worth. I finally. think the intro video will have the uh, light show when they uh, when they That's run out, right. which is cool, like the Bedlam game last year. No, um, don't have to wait till the third quarter, like the UCF game, for the light show to come on. It's great. Mm. Spend all this money, and they get to use it like two times a year. Final time that's this year right. that that's the case. What do you think? Uh, with everything that's been going on, what do you think the crowd's going to be like on Saturday? I think it's going to be huge. I think it's going to be packed. I think it's going to be a butt in every seat. I think the fans are going to be uh, loud. I don't think the fans are going to boo the offense, as Dude, some people have suggested. Why is that? Yeah, like I, I don't even like putting that in the atmosphere of making that a thing. It's the last thing that this team needs right now. Yeah. Uh, ridicule those people in your section whenever that happens. This team throw them over the north end zone. How about that? <laughs> yes, um, I, this team needs the support from the fans. There's going to be mistakes happen out there. There's there's going to be three and outs. I, it's okay to punt the football. All right, we got a good defense. It's okay to punt the football. That's that's not a problem. What we can't handle is the turnovers. But even if they happen. The defense needs you to get behind them whenever they take the field to, to try and mitigate the damage. Don't do it. Bad idea. Well, this is the energy that you're looking for. Jake, loyal Ref Army member, says, I, for one, will be drunk as a skunk screaming boomer damn sooner. There you go. <laughs> that's all we ask. Yeah, that's all. <laughs> 6 p.m. game, night game, come on. Right, well, Let's go. How, how else do you want to act on Saturday? Man. No, I, it'll be a good crowd. Like, um, maybe some people can't make it for the, uh, the final home game the day after Thanksgiving. I have no idea. Maybe this is some people's last opportunity to make it to a home game. Make, make it count on Saturday because this is one that, yeah, if OU loses the turnover battle again, they're, they're going to need home field advantage to help push them over the top in this one. If you need any extra motivation, this will be the final home Big 12 game played under the lights. So enjoy it. It's the end of an uh, era. I guess the only way that that's not true is if the weather's so god-awful the day after Thanksgiving that it's just hazy and gross and the lights are still (laughs) on for some reason. Right. Yeah. It could be. I feel like, you know, the day after Thanksgiving, it's probably going to be like 92 degrees out of nowhere, (laughs) you know? One of those one of those days that kind of creeps up into November. You feel like you've you've moved into uh, into your winter mode, and then we get a burner come in. I uh, I said this yesterday during your Wednesday sabbatical. Um, mm-hmm. There's a lot of people not in a good place right now. They, like they just we need something good to happen. Like a win would go a long way at this point. But yeah. if you can just combine, if you can just combine a win with a Texas or Kansas loss, not even both, dude. Just a Texas or Kansas loss, so you're one loss away from that reality of getting back in the race, that would go a long way for a lot of people. The Hopium right. would take over. That's, that's what we yes. need here. And if that happens, I 
will allow booing if we lose to TCU whenever we're in the driver's oh, seat to make the Big 12 championship. They <laughs> decline a bowl game after that. <laughs> uh, just kidding, uh, clearly. All right, let's hit a quick break. More from the rush coming up. Hang out at the 405 Burger Bar, and they've got some great deals going during OU games. During the game, during uh, once they've kicked the game off and then until the clock, clock hits zero, you've got uh, $1 pints for the domestics here. And, again, that's just during the game, not the entire day, but during the game, uh, the game, dollar pints. And then Monday and Thursday for NFL games, during the game, $2 domestic pints and Dollar sliders here at the 405 Burger Bar, and the food is outstanding. All right, quick timeout, more from the rush coming up. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. Welcome to the best casino in OKC. Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bring you this hour. The rush. Tyler McComas, Teddy Layman. Let's get to the text line, shall we? Frat bro Mark says it's real simple what this fan base needs. It's for Kansas to lose and Texas to lose, and OU plays Oklahoma State for the Big Twelve Championship. I would agree that that's what this fan base needs right now. Yes, is to get a rematch, another shot at Oklahoma State in the Big Twelve Championship. That would cure a, a lot of what's going on right now. Yes. I think a lot absolutely. of people around here would feel uh, confident about that rematch the second time around. I know I would. I would as well. I know I would. Would OU be a bigger well, favorite? Turn the football over. Would OU be a bigger favorite the second time around? Uh, no, doubtful. I guess it all just depends on... Neutral site versus a true road game. Stutzman would seemingly be available. Like, OU would be healthier this time around. I wouldn't be shocked if they they were slightly. Yeah, you may be right about that. It's hard to know, honestly. Um, I don't know. I I think it just depends on what each team has looked like going in. Now, if you win the first one, it definitely carries weight. There, there's no doubt about that. How much, it's hard to say. Uh, Blue says, football season ticket holders and parents of OU students have a right to boo football performance since those are the people paying for a large part of the football bills. Uh-oh, that's, that one's not going to go well, I don't think. Well, listen, if, if you're, you are adamant about your right to boo, no one's saying you don't have the right to boo you have the right to do to do whatever you want clearly um but that doesn't mean that it's not stupid and it's not counterproductive and the the players need your support uh no matter what the record is they've invested a ton into this season they're doing their best and it's weak as hell frankly um, right. There's a there's a time to boo something. It's whenever you're getting a lousy effort, when a team has given up, has thrown in the towel, and it's evident. Okay, well then I understand that, but I don't think that's the case with this team. 
I don't know how you could how you could feel that way after. I don't think effort's not an issue with this team. Like no. that's not that's not a, that's not a thing. I mean, it, how how can you hear what Drake Stoop said on Monday or Tuesday or whenever that was and and think, well, you know, I paid for my tickets. I reserve the right to boo this team if I want to. Well, yeah, you do, but you know you. Also, there's people have the right to make you look like an idiot if you do it, which I hope they do. <laughs> Cherokee Sooner, if you want to boo, just yell stoops really loud instead. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's good. The time to boo is when the refs are screwing your team. Yeah. Um, <sighs> there you go, which will happen in the football game. Just save it up for that moment right there. <laughs> I uh, somewhat feel I, – I mean, I really don't feel bad for Big 12 officials, but – I have no idea if the same officials from last week are officiating this week. I'm going to guess not. But the officials this week, the, the crew last week did this this week no favors. Oh, man. I mean, anything controversial, that place is going to be just booing all over the place at it. It's going to be a rough night for those guys. Well, I, Tyler, it, like if you took that same scenario that happened in Stillwater with with that missed call on Drake, and that happened in an equally as important moment at home this week against West Virginia. There will be rushing the field going on. That, that place will come unhinged. Joe C. will be leading everyone, charging yeah. the officials on the field, I think, at this point. There's a red fedora out on the field <laughs> moving quickly towards the back judge. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's everyone's fed up with it. It is if it happens at home on Saturday, something that egregious. I I don't know, man. Like everyone's just fed up with it at this point. It, it, yeah, uh, it's it, it'll be bad. It'll be bad. If you want to boo at a sporting event, start going to monster trucks and wrestling. There is a lot of booing at uh, WWE events. I've only attended one, but a lot of boo- yeah. booing goes on there. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I. I understand it's it's your right absolutely to to boo I just I don't know man I I I haven't seen anything that's that's boo worthy with this team I mean I you want them to win don't you I you want them to play well you want those guys to to have a home field advantage for a second when you started you want to win don't you yeah well I, a home field advantage is huge in college sports. Um, in football, to have a, a loud, energetic fan base that's behind you is is awesome. I just I don't understand that mindset. I I guess I guess I I, I don't know. Here's what I do know: there's no amount of me trying to uh, justify it and explain it and give you the player's perspective there's no amount of me talking that would ever change that person's mind five one two can i boo if they call a jet sweep to gavin freeman on third and two maybe that's been eliminated from the playbook if last week is any indication what if they do it on third and two and he scores a 60 yard touchdown we'll think that they're yelling uh stoops well it'll just be a stoops chant once again if it's gavin freeman right (laughs) <laughs> Does that still happen half the time? Yes. Yeah. 
Well, hey, um, I don't. You can boo whenever you want. As the previous texter pointed out, you reserve the right to do that. So I guess boo whenever you see fit. I find it counterproductive, but it's up to you guys. You're, uh, you're adults. Jim and Casper just puts it. Uh, he, he makes it simple. If you boo, you're a jackass. <laughs> he just leaves it at that. <laughs> well, well said, Jim. Very, uh, just, very well said. Just say run the damn ball or something like Come that. Come on, defense! That's what yes. I hear every game. Yes, say something like that to 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 relieve the the pressure building up. Hmm. Or throw it to fifteen. That w- that's been pretty popular the past few weeks. But after the third down drop, I'm I'm wondering how much they use Brendan Thompson moving uh, moving forward. They finally. Um, not finally, I guess they did it at Kansas, but they tried to get him on a on a deep ball last week. It didn't work out, so I, I guess I guess I'm guessing what's what does it look like for Brennan Thompson here down the last stretch of the season? If it's just going to be know. more of the same, I, I continue to say that because how many snaps did he get in Oklahoma State game? <sighs> I don't know how many snaps. Three? I'm trying to think of targets he got. He had one catch, first play the second half. Of course, the deep ball and the third. I think he got three targets in that game. Three targets? And I felt like he played like three or five snaps. It's not like he played a whole lot, right? Yes, yeah, accurate. So, I, I, you could say, well, he should have competed more for that deep ball. And I agree with that. But... Just because he's in the game, this is what I've I've been saying since he's healthy. Just because he's in the in the game doesn't mean that you have to just wing it downfield to him. I, you still get an effect with him running go routes and his speed out there on the field for the other guys in the way that they have to defend him. I mean, you don't just have to bring him on and dial up and and let him try and catch a deep ball fresh off of the sideline. I mean, he can get some some run out there and and make some of those defensive backs and the defensive coordinator aware whenever he's, you know, got three yards of separation down the sideline on a on, – it could be a running play, you know, and, and he's got man-to-man coverage and has a corner that's chasing him. And those things matter. This is a heck of an idea from the 918. Why don't we boo at graduation? Not for all the people who studied hard and graduated – but for the few who failed, just disgraceful. <laughs> okay, that's that'd be something. If you didn't pass, uh, you have to stand up there, and everyone yells or boos at you. You suck. List, yeah. Every year they read a list of dropouts, people that uh, you know dropped out before finishing. And D does indeed stand for DA. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is The Ref. Drinking.samsa.gov. It is What Caught Teddy's Eye, brought to you by Yalagosny Law. When you call a law firm, do you want to actually talk to a lawyer? Yalagosny Law communication is a priority. That's Yalagosny Law, 405-800-8080, 405-800-8080. Let's get to it. Story number one is. Would you be interested in seeing a museum 
No. Dedicated to LeBron James? Oh, God, no. <laughs> Literally anything other than that. What? Well, no. Yeah, there, there's a LeBron James museum that is uh, opening up in Akron, Ohio. And, yes, if you were wondering, LeBron James is doing it himself. Uh, LeBron's foundation announced that a museum dedicated to the journey and milestones of the kid from Akron will open November 25th with visitors paying 23 bucks. The museum promises to funnel all proceeds back to the community uh, to see some of the um, historic moments from LeBron James' career. Can you think of an athlete's museum you'd want to see less than LeBron James? Uh, of people of superstar stature like him, no, not really. He's at, he's at the bottom the of the he's at the bottom he's, of the list, right? He's probably at the bottom of the list, especially if I knew that he opened the museum himself, hmm. right? That's uh, that's pretty. Maybe funny. there's like a Tony Romo museum out there, and the first three quarters of it, it's pretty awesome, and the last twenty five percent of it's god awful, just a total waste <laughs> of time. It, it later becomes the Dak Prescott museum as well. Just whenever you think you're going to walk out of there having uh, a good time. Turns into a disaster. Tur- turns into a disaster. Oh, that's great. All right, the only other thing I had is, and I'm sure you guys talked about this uh, yesterday, but Michigan with a little bit of a reply, a 10-page reply um, to the Big Ten. And they make a pretty compelling case as to uh, why the Big Ten shouldn't make a, a quick a decision on this situation with what type of punishment they will or will not will not dole out. Also, f- with a little bit of a warning in there from Michigan about uh, you may open a can of worms as to how prevalent w- what you're accusing us of is across the conference. So, pretty interesting. Yeah, um, boy, we say that Jimbo Fisher is the luckiest head coach in college football because of the seventy-six million dollar buyout. How lucky is Jim Harbaugh? He's going to get paid an incredible amount of money and get to work like half the season this year after <laughs> he gets suspended for like the last two regular season games. Man, that's, yeah. that's a gig right there. He's already been sus- – yeah. he may get suspended twice in the same season. They could still win the national championship. It's amazing. That's right. That's right. Uh, yeah. He's probably going to be – if he's suspended for the national championship game and they win the whole thing – is he still like? Does that still count as him winning a uh, a national championship as head coach? And at at that point, as uh, you know, an administration in Michigan, do you rethink having to pay him so much money and, and be like, you know, do we really need him at this point? It's the Big 12's dream, dude. They get to award like four different head coaches of the year for Michigan since they've had like four <laughs> different head coaches this year. It's their dream. <laughs> Co- uh, that's all I co-head got. coaches all the way around. Man, I feel like it was three weeks ago where we were laughing that the lowest over-under total in college football history was released for an Iowa game, and the under on that game did hit. I think it was like 31. We've got a new yeah, low. It hit, I think it was the total was 22 of the game. It hit by a yeah. large margin. Yeah. Well, there's another, uh, there's another record here. Rutgers plays at Iowa this week. And the over-under is at 28. And there's a bookie that says 
Yeah, I've never seen any over-under ever since 2000 in the 20s before. So here's Iowa. And a, and a ton of people are putting money on the under at 28 between Rutgers and Iowa. Of course. Iowa. Yeah. It's going to be a 10-7 football game most likely, right? I mean, isn't that what we're, we're thinking it's probably going to be? That's what they won by last week, yeah. Yeah, 10-7, 14-10, something like that. No doubt. Uh, okay, so the SEC baseball making moves with their schedule, and I guess oh. each uh, each team in the SEC, when OU and Texas get there, of course, have two permanent rivals moving forward. So in baseball, OU's two permanent rivals, which means um, they'll play a series against these two teams every single year, Texas and Missouri. How do you feel about that, Texas and Mizzou? I like it. I like it. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe you got the familiarity with Texas, clearly. I don't know. Missouri's not one of the top baseball programs in the SEC, clearly. The exact opposite. They're like at the bottom is is where they are. I'd say we kind of need that. Yeah. Yeah. Arkansas, Texas and Arkansas probably would would have been the most fun. Right. You're still going to get – I think they get eight. Don't they get eight other? Um, is that what it is? Is it ten conference series in the SEC? I think so. And then the uh, and then the two permanents that you have there. So yeah, and, and I would 30, guess you get thirty conference games. They haven't released the softball schedule yet, but man, I would guess in every single sport, if they do any sort of permanent opponents, that OU and Texas will be linked up in every single sport. I can't think of a sport where they wouldn't be linked up together. Right. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I, it makes the most sense, and I don't know. There's, I don't know if Texas wants that. I, I have no idea, but it's probably what you're going to end up getting for sure. And the question is, if it's like a two-team, you know, deal, do you get Texas and Missouri, or do you get Texas and Arkansas? I'm going to guess that OU and Missouri are probably going to be matched up in, in more than one sport. If I had to guess, people just think that that's some sort of a rivalry for some reason trying to tell people yeah. it's not yeah would you rather be would you rather it be missouri or a&m um actually texas a&m yeah yeah getting to beat those guys is uh is a lot of fun not that beating missouri isn't fun but beating a&m's it's it's really great it's it's awesome missouri's uh, a better football team right now than texas a&m is someone says well they ain't linked up in wrestling that's true texas doesn't have wrestling Lance Leipold, Kansas head coach, uh, he's addressing the rumors about his future at Kansas last night. Quotes, this is the only interview I've done over the past 48 hours, and that's the way it's going to be, end quote. He said Kansas is the last job he's going to have. You buying it? He said Kansas is the last job he's going to have? Correct. I buy it. Really? Yeah. So if, like, Florida someday comes calling, he's going to be like, nope, I'm going to hang my hat here coaching football in Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. I buy it. That is a direct shoot down of whatever the rumor is. Now, if he said, uh, like, if he's – I don't know where he's rumored to be. Maybe, I think Michigan just, State is maybe okay. one of a, of a, of a few – if he said, I'm, this is the only interview I've done in the last 48 hours, and it's going to stay that way, 
I will not be the next head coach at Michigan State. I, that is different. That is not. That a, means you'll be the next head coach at Michigan. I've seen that before. <laughs> right. That that is that is not saying that you are staying. That is saying you're just not going to that place. I, to say that that's going to be the last job he has, in my opinion, that is something that you can take to the bank last one i have and uh my how things have changed over the past month and a half there is a headline on 24 7 sports today that says the three factors that have oklahoma state's mike gundy positioned as coach of the year not coach of the year in the big 12 national coach of the year this year Mm -hmm. and i think it was pretty much already set in stone Though after that Alabama or that uh, after that South Alabama and Iowa State loss, some people were looking at the buyout. I think this year and that Bedlam win has solidified it even more. So he he's a lifer at Oklahoma State. He, he's going to be there for several more years. I that, imagine that's so. not coming to an end anytime soon. I uh, I I think you're right. I can't I can't see a scenario where that wouldn't be the case. Especially you know if you're out there and you're about. You know, you're in charge of making a big time hire at some somewhere, and you got a rebuild going on. I I don't know if you want a guy that is anti portal, anti nil. Like that's going to be your best way to get things going in the, you know, in a rebuild or or taking over a job like that. So, yeah, I think he's going to be at Oklahoma State, and Oklahoma State should not let him get away. Uh, frankly. All right, quick time out. More from the rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Talking Sooner football is what we do. This is the ref. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment to professional-grade engineering is on full display at your Oklahoma GMC dealers. Come take a test drive today and see for yourself. We are professional-grade GMC. Are you someone with extra weight and looking to make a lifestyle change? Norman Regional's Journey Clinic is ready to help you get started. We are excited to be one of the only weight loss clinics in the region offering the Spats Balloon, the world's only adjustable gastric balloon, and also the gastric balloon with the highest success rate. There are no incisions and no hospitalization, just a walk-in, walk-out procedure. Join the tens of thousands of patients who have changed their lives with a Spats Balloon. Visit journeyclinic.com or call 405-515-2049 to request an appointment. Your equipment search ends here. Now that's a bold statement. But at Purple Wave Auction, it's true. See for yourself at purplewave.com. Purple Wave is your online marketplace for ag and construction equipment, utility vehicles, trucks and trailers, and yes, even a classic car or two. Bidding is straightforward and simple. No reserves, no minimum bids. Ready to get started? Head to purplewave.com. Purple Wave Auction. Straight. Simple. Sold. For three generations, the John M. Ireland and Son Funeral Home and Chapel in Morris continued to serve the community by giving back to local schools, charitable organizations, and first responders. We provide pre-planning for funerals and cremation services at the most reasonable prices. We are proud to be a family-owned and operated funeral home. Award-winning funeral home year after year, our family believes in serving the people of our community. I'm John Ireland. And I'm Solon Daniels. You've You've got got our our word on it. 
Moore Norman Technology Center is a leader in workforce development for Oklahoma. High school students involved in technical education show strong graduation rates and are ready for employment in industry, for college, or both. Each year, over 90% of MNTC graduates work in their chosen fields and quickly begin contributing to Oklahoma's tax base. Your MNTC investment continually generates solid returns for your community and for the state. Call 405-801-5000 to learn more about Moore Norman Technology Center elevating our economy. Trust and dependability can be hard to find these days. At Wade Electric, they don't just provide a service, they provide reliable expertise built on over 50 years of industry experience to put your concerns at ease. Service changes, LED upgrades, security or ambiance lighting, and backup generators. We listen to our customers and want to help you find the best possible solution for any situation you might have. Go with the name you can trust. Call Wade Electric at 405-329-1940 for all your electrical needs. Do you live in a house built before 1978? Does your house have cracking or peeling paint? Older homes often have lead-based paint, and you and your family could be at risk for lead poisoning. Call our program today to find out more about older homes and lead-based paint. For more information, contact the Oklahoma Lead Poisoning Prevention Program at 1-800-766-2223 or visit our website at ok.gov health and search childhood. Cancer can feel like something we can't do anything about, but you can. There are screening tests that can catch cancer early when it may be easier to treat. Begin cervical screening at age 25. At 45, start colorectal and breast screening. At 50, discuss lung screening with a doctor. Find resources for free and low-cost screening at cancer.org slash get screened. This is a public service message from the American Cancer Society. Dreaming of an escape? What about a relaxing escape to your very own backyard? Signature Custom Pools can turn your dreams into reality. Signature Custom Pools creates distinctive designs to fit your perfect getaway. Call Signature Custom Pools for your free design consultation at 405-898-9098 or visit them online at SignatureCustomPools.com and turn your backyard into your dream escape. Why? Why do we ignore the things that give us pause, that seem out of place, that don't feel right? The answer to why defines who we are. So if you see something, why do you say something? I see safe for my friends. For my community. For my family. For each other. Because all of this matters. We all have something worth protecting. So why do you see safe? Report suspicious activity to local authorities. If you see something, say something. Central Oklahoma Buick GMC dealers bringing you this hour of the rush. Big weekend coming up in college football, of course. OU got West Virginia at home, 6 p.m. OU minus 13 and a half currently. But there's some puzzling lines out there, and two in particular in the Big 12 that has me thinking, what are we missing here? Kansas opened up as a four and a half point favorite. Over Texas Tech, that was odd enough, mm-hmm. but the spread has dropped, man, all the way down to KU minus three and a half. Games in Lawrence, KU seven and two, playing good football. What are we missing here? What's going on? Why is the number what it I is? Don't know. I don't know. What'd you say it was? It's KU minus three and a half, 
and 82% of the money, 58% of the bets are on tech, according to scores and odds. And I hope it happens. Trust me. I don't know. Um, now, I was it Pate that put something out? Like I don't know what his little system he has, but he said that there's likely going to be a bunch of chaos in college football. I, I have no idea what that means and how you can predict that. I don't know. But there's some interesting lines out there for sure, and – that is definitely one of them. I don't know. I mean, is it that Tech is maybe coming on strong here after winning the last couple of games? They beat Baylor. They got a quarterback back. Um, I think it's the is it the freshman that they were playing that was playing well. I want to say. I don't know. They played the like Morton they started kid? like three quarter. Yeah, they started like three quarterbacks this year. They're coming off of, of beating TCU last Thursday, um, and the Morton kid played pretty well. Had a couple of touchdown passes, but. I don't know, honestly. I I have no idea. The other line that's the other line that's strange, and I, I mean, you can you can explain this one maybe a little bit easier. Oklahoma State opened up as a three and a half point favorite at UCF. That one's down to OSU minus two and a half, with the majority of the money on UCF in this game. Now you could explain right. that one. All right, road game after a massive win, maybe there's a letdown, but UCF just got its first Big Twelve win last week. Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, is there some injuries to Oklahoma State that I'm not aware of coming out of that football game? He did on beat Saturday? Ollie Gordon up, but he looked just fine celebrating after the game. Huh. I don't know. No clue. I can't answer that for you. UCF, I, I, they lost, what, five straight Big 12 games. West Virginia uh, handed it to them pretty good. And they got the win against Cincinnati, but Cincinnati is a two and seven football team at this point. Zero oh, and six in conference. Yeah, you killed so, Cincinnati when you talked about them six weeks ago. Yeah, you, you killed that team this year. So nice job on that. Who should I? Who else should I kill? Um, Kansas once and Texas once, and then maybe just for good measure, West Virginia, BYU, and TCU along the way. If, if you could, mm. if you have those those powers. Yeah. Yeah. And then well, U.S. Well, I, do. don't even mess with USC. They're killing them. They're they're, they're doing it by themselves right now. You, <laughs> right. No need. Just let that ride. That's mm-hmm. funny. Well, um, yeah, I don't know what's up with those lines. Oklahoma State. Uh, I mean, you got one team that lost five straight and then beat the worst team in the conference, and you've got another team who's won. I don't know how many have they won straight six in a row seven in a row sit five i don't know what it is but pretty impressive uh huge numbers offensively and just knocked off a top 10 football team in oklahoma so why that game is picked the way it is i have no clue pretty wild but if uh vegas is on to something there be a pretty good weekend for ou nice little bounce back weekend they lose ku loses and you find a way to win i i mean the, the, What's it mean if Oklahoma State loses? Does I think that, they may no have impact, to lose. Right? Yeah, I mean, I think they have to lose two more times for them to fall behind the standings uh, behind you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We got the final hour here from 405 Burger Bar next. Oh, the dog, man, man.